A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. Hey guys, um, welcome to episode 65 of the Black Real Podcast. Um, I, I'm, I'm here, it's Kingsley, and who else have we got with us recording? Mary's here, shout out everyone in. Israel, Israel, over here, in St. Louis. Is there, is, there, is there a reason why you did, um, you said Israel twice? I don't know why I said Israel Israel as well. I don't know why. You know, I, I <laughs> you know <laughs> when I put when I picked up my mic to answer. Um I've just finished I should probably say I've just finished watching um Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee's movie. Ooh. And okay. and I had the whole uh, radio guy in the background, so I was about to do like a whole radio presentation. So I said Israel, then I was like, what am I doing? Stop. <laughs> Sorry, Jackson. <laughs> what, what do you think this is? <laughs> Okay, I, I appreciate that context, man. Um, how, how have you guys? How have you guys been? Now I've been good, man. Been good. Same old, yeah. same old, really. Mm, so, yeah, mm. I think it's been. I think I've been able to go out a bit more, which has been good. I think the, the last month and a half have been actually quite anxious. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Like, like Sunday, for example, um, I was able to to go to church, which was good. Um, mm. Even though afterwards went to a restaurant with a couple of the sisters as well and I was like oh this is nice I've missed this um <laughs> so yeah still trying to be you know, careful um because I'm primarily thinking about my parents but at the same time trying to yeah not be so sheltered and trying to enjoy little things here and there on the outside I feel you I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy you're getting back to a um a little bit of a semblance of normality Israel how has it been on your end has there been um any sort of lockdown restrictions or relaxations rather how are you finding that um it's been yeah things are reopening a lot of churches uh have started services as well this month mine has i wasn't able to go just because i was busy doing moving st- uh moving things for um on my new apartment so i haven't been to church yet i probably won't until like september um just by virtue of all that's happening this summer but it's been interesting seeing like the city come back to life kind of mm. um a little bit more activity uh the u.s is also in its own very precarious situation because it's had well at least yeah it's had the highest you know rising cases globally and i believe there are you know states like florida have had fifty-five thousand cases already as a research and so there's a lot while things are reopening there's definitely more hesitation now memphis has paused their phase planned they were they were in phase two hoping to go to phase three and now they're in phase two indefinitely i believe um and so i'm seeing a lot of activity and i, and I like that but i'm also seeing r- rapid rises in cases in different cities and states and i'm also thinking mm, I don't know. I'm not an expert, so I don't really know how to judge that. Um, so mm. it's been a bit of mixed feelings. Okay, well, um, mm. Kingsley, how are you? Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, as you guys know, um, um, lockdown has provided um, some good opportunities for me to to enjoy the benefits of introversion. Um, but similarly to both of you, I'm. Um, where where sensible and appropriate, I'm 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 trying to get back to sort of normality and seeing people and and and, and going out and doing different things. Um, having said that, um, there was something that I I watched on one of my I think it was my Friday night in was it Friday Friday night in um, that, that is going to be the topic of our discussion um, this this well this evening. Um, so it's it's red table talk with 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 Will and Jada. Um, uh, just just to give a, a context for listeners who perhaps aren't um, as conversant with um, red table talk and um, guys correct me if I, I summarize it wrong but it's a it's a discussion platform um, predominantly led by Jada Pinkett Smith 
um, where she brings certain guests um, to the table to um, have discussions around wellness, around growth, um, around life, really. Um, she often, I think, takes the form of facilitator slash counsellor. Um, but interestingly, um, in this particular <laughs> in this particular episode, she brought herself to the table. Um, I, I wonder if maybe, Mary, you could give us the context as to why Jada had to bring herself to the table. You know what you told us? You were, we were talking about the table. I thought we were going to talk about Lord's Supper. So why did she bring herself to the table? Um, so I think it was last week or two weeks ago, um, August Arsena, who's an R&B artist, had an interview um, kind of preparing for his album release where he spoke about having a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith, where Will Smith had actually given him his blessing, quote unquote. And um, yeah, this is kind of talking about how much he experienced love with her, but had to break up, break up the relationship. And then subsequently after that, there was a lot of furor in the air, people saying, oh my days, blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of what prompted Jada to bring herself to the table. Not the Lord's table, but the red table. Thank, thank you for that clarification, Mary. So that context is very helpful. Um, I, th- I think for, for the purpose of the, the, the podcast, I think what we were, we were aiming to do or envisioning to do um, was really to, to, to pull back perhaps, um, and I'm using this, this language a bit broadly, but the, the theology of Jada, the theology of Will. Hmm. So and discussing the individuals, but really working to, to dissect the worldviews that was espoused in that conversation. Um, so that's, that's what we're hopefully going to do. But I think what would be interesting, actually, is just, you guys both obviously watched the video. It would be good to know what were your sort of immediate thoughts, uh, maybe once you started watching and pain. once you finished watching. Pain, pain, so much pain. Um, I literally just... Will's eyes said it all for me, man. Um, yeah, I. I mean, I don't, I don't know, how, I don't know how else to to go around. Oh, yeah, I want to focus on Will. I actually, I actually think um, after watching the video, um, I kind of left the video thinking Will is really an embodiment of the pain and distress of unfaithfulness um mm. and there's certainly a lot to talk about with Jaden, and i'm sure we will um but that that was a really big feature you know it kind of exposed a lot of my fears um of unfaithfulness um you you, you look at wool and you think you know i'm, I'm this like 20 something year old guy do i really know what i'm getting to getting into sorry with 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 marriage um and you almost you will was a role example may i say that will is a role role model for a lot of people and when you see him experiencing that pain there's you 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 feel it and you share in that pain but you also it also does expose a bit of fear in in you that oh who can like who can escape this if will can't that kind of narrative um and i mean i know that people like that's not every marriage and there are good examples of marriages to be held up um as examples to others um but it was a lot of just oof it was heavy for me to to hold his pain that was seen in his face and his eyes and his um like sloppiness therapizing um when you're trying to describe therapy like just you could just tell um, his body was was hurting um and actually i think that that fragility um i don't know about you guys but kind of exposed my own fragility and i was just difficult looks like he's rocking to the table as well boy <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think i think when i to be honest, i watched it kind of mirroring um, watching the interview that August did and then I kind of went down Jobless Lane and watched his like five-part documentary don't ask me why I did that so I was just watching it kind of mirroring his his point of view with her point of view um, and yeah it, it was quite discouraging actually I left kind of feeling very discouraged with how um, 
the world presents marriage, the picture they they offer, mm. um, the kind of excuses they make, um, and yeah, it, it just made me think of, um, yeah, just this just the difficulties um, and the strain that marriage has. Um, but for someone who's single, it made me think of raw oh, like marriage is a lot, and it's and I think I think it was making me think of the messy relationships um, that life offers. What about you, Kingston? Mm. Man, these are some 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 really good flexions. Um, as I jump back on, I'm conscious that my stomach is really trying to embarrass me today. But um, we move. Um, look, uh, <laughs> as, as, yeah, I mean, um, as as I as I watched it, I think um, I've been really sort of thinking through it at the minute. Um, uh, for my personal life, sort of political ideologies and thinking through. Um, yeah, so political positions and sort of conservative, and liberal, and progressive, and um, labour, and th- those kind of that kind of language. And I think one of the things that um, might characterise Will and Jada is they would be considered probably to be progressives, um, in that they are people who seem to view the world um, as as one in which um, systems and structures can be improved and can get better. And so. Um, I think I think it's fair to characterize their marriage um, as they as they describe it as a um, a vision of a progressive marriage. Um, so they have their their own code, their own way of doing things. They have um, their yeah the, the things that they've agreed to and so on. And I thought actually think just reflecting what Israel said, it was quite interesting to me that in in a world where um, yeah progressives and in some sense, I might be myself, but I think of ways to improve the world and system and structures. This, this, this table talk was just a clear example of the fact that you can't improve God's design of marriage, um, and the issue at hand um, isn't um, that marriage needs to be reformed as an institution and the way it works and, and and God's guidance for for marriage, but actually, it's more so the individuals that are that 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 take up marriage, so the man and the woman who do get married. They're the ones who need to be reformed. They're the ones who need to experience that renewal that comes from being Christian people, for, for, be, for being those who are recipients of the grace of God in the gospel. And I think you saw you saw the limitations there of, of yeah, that mm. ideology um, as they were having that discussion. But it, uh, I'm, I'm interested to know as I'm I'm like sort of uh, I guess pulling back some of the, the thoughts you guys have have expressed. Um, Israel, as you, as you spoke around the subject of like feeling um, Will's pain and almost entering into it and um, experiencing it almost as your own, as you you, you considered the ways in which um, you might be susceptible to unfaithfulness, um, I wonder how you, in your head, self counsel and um, think through um, if, if this is the worst parts of marriage. Why then it's still um, something that you would want to pursue and want to do. Wow, that is as a I question and a half. As, as Israel's getting married in like 30, 30 days, um, you know, I, I'll say it like this. I mean, and I'm sure this, you know, with any with any relationship, but obviously more intensely and specifically with marriage, um, there is always a fear that things won't work out. Um, but obviously the promise of lifelong companionship overrides that fear it doesn't doesn't get rid of it um but it overrides it such that you're willing to in, to to embrace and pursue um the relationship for the promise of of love and commitment and faithfulness to another one that you genuinely do love um is that yeah so and you can say that for obviously a lot of joys in this world um and so whenever you see um an institution in the case marriage that that you look to as as offering um and i'm going to use more uh, maybe it was psychological but, but personal language when it an institution that promises or that contains this personal um fulfillment in joining your life of another when you see that not work out for another couple there is just a reflective like oh wow so what is this you know like you you do think to yourself okay what does it look like for me to engage um this same institution and so the way i've kind of self-counseled myself and i mean i've been doing this for a bit um 
since premarital counseling, um, which is fun, guys. I definitely recommend it. Um, is just to put front and center the the theme of faithfulness. Um, I, the, there were certain words that were just, and let me, I'm sure we're going to bring this up as well. When Jada would say things like, I just wanted to feel good, right? Um, what I, when I heard of that, and when I saw Will's pain, I think what I really heard was um, my experience in that moment was more important than my commitment and faithfulness to our covenant. Um, mm. And so you, that that's based, and you know, she didn't say that, but that's what she really said. It's like, I know I made a promise to you, but what I feel supersedes that promise. And so I think, you know, oh, wait, like, I do want to go into marriage because of, not only because of this, but <laughs> because of that um, promise of joy and companionship. But then remembering, oh, the ultimate premise, the base, the bottom line of marriage is a covenant. It's not the feel. The feelings can come, and by God's grace, they often do come. Um, and you can want those things; they are good things, but they're not the bottom line. Uh, the bottom line is the covenant. This is the covenant, which is based on obviously the covenant between Christ and His Church, um, Ephesians five, and so on. And just putting that as the as the baseline foundation. Um, in a world that so often wants to put other things like personal fulfillment, feel good feelings, um, self fulfillment, all these other ideas as the bottom line, such that if you're not getting that, it's now okay to break the covenant. It's not okay to break the covenant because you don't feel good. Feel good was never the, you didn't say feel good in your vows. Um, and that's, that's a difficult thing to tell myself um, because you you really have to challenge yourself if you say to yourself this covenant that i'm going to enter is going to be the bottom line that means every other feeling you ever experience you have to wrestle with um, which means in the case of will and jada if you're in a marriage where after 20 how many years are they in there was it 25 years i think they got or married in 1997 so is that was it 23 years 20, okay yeah so like if after like yeah. 20 years you know, things are so hard that you're separating or taking a break, quote unquote, the bottom line is still the covenant. Um, and so you have to wrestle with yourself after all of those years and after all of those difficult years to tell yourself, I made a covenant. Um, and that means warring against every other part of me um, that wants to center this covenant on me. It was never centered on me um, to begin with. That's... So yeah, that's that's brought. Those are some fresh raw thoughts, but um, mm. that baseline covenant is. I'm 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 seeing the heftiness of it. You know, uh, I get why they they put in the. I think it's in the Anglican liturgy for marriage, but used often across denominations. You know, marriage should not be rushed into unadvisedly or rashly, but with with soberness and reverence. Um, recognizing and understanding what you're getting into i get why why those folks put that there you know um, mm. it's a helpful yeah. piece that needs to stay there yeah and even kind of thinking through their discussion something that you can definitely ad ad admire um is is the willingness for them to remain in covenant um you know you mm -hmm. see people kind of saying that yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll love you through, i told you when we first got together i'll love you through anything mm -hmm. um and, and you do you saw that you know, whatever whatever that looks like um you know that, that desire to, to remain uh married and something that jada said actually there was many things she said that i was like no sis but she said one like line i said what 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 because she was like um it's the idea <laughs> that any relationship and trying to get to a deeper understanding of love is going to be forged in fire um and it, it, mm -hmm. it reminded me of just that sanctifying nature of i know right i clicked then as well whilst i was at the table it was like that you know that sanctifying <laughs> nature of yeah horizontal relationships definitely the christian can agree with that because it, it god uses our relationships to make us more like his son you know thinking through conflict thinking through strain and strife and dispute um with the saints with with people you know and the response and how you are to um to behave in that in, in that um, instance and then how you look to god and how you grow and mature is all part of that 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 purification that makes you 
a better Christian. Um, and yeah, so w- when Jada said that, I was like, ooh, I was like, what, what, what? Um, <laughs> but yeah, but Kingsley, in terms of in terms of thinking through that sort of um, relationships and the difficulties that not just like romantic relationships, but actually f- friendships, maybe relationships with our parents as well. Like, how do you um, how do you think Christians should navigate when they are going through? Yeah, difficulty. How should how should they navigate when they're going through um, and strife? And what are the things that they should keep in mind? Oh, um, I feel like you've you've paid me back for my question to Israel. Um, <laughs> f- f- first thing to say, Israel, thank you for that answer. Mary, thank you for that addition. Like both was super helpful. Um, I, I there there are two maybe there are two things that are front and center in my mind, um, and and the, and they they're connected. Um, I guess the the first is, and this is kind of kind of basing it off, um, yeah, the the words that Jada seemed to use to describe her um, <laughs> engagement with um, August. So she she used the words entanglement, and there was a point where where Will almost kind of said, um, okay, let like let's be clear. Do you want to like be mm-hmm. specific? And she she almost reaffirmed that point, um, and yeah. I think. I think I think what I want to say is, and as a broader point for how we deal with um, relational difficulties, we as Christians, the first one, one of the things we have to reckon with is there is no condemnation in Christ, but there is accountability. Um, and I think what, what, as, what, I what, reflect- as I was reflecting, <laughs> <laughs> as I was reflecting on the, uh, on the words, um, a, a brother and a friend of the podcast, Lequesi, um wrote an article where he spoke about the ways in which we uh, may euthanize um, our sins. Um, and I, I, thought, I thought that was a helpful way to, to understand some of the language she used. Um, as, as Christians, when we, ha- when we have relational difficulties, it's often as a result of um, sins that are present in our lives or sins that are present in other people's lives or sins that are just present in the world. And um, what, Unless we have that framework that says, you know, um, God has dealt with my sins in Jesus Christ, um, we, we, we will not be able to look clearly and deeply at our sin and call it what it is and recognize this wickedness. Right. There is a sense in which um, most of us, when we are not acting as those who have been who are, who are living in life of the gospel, we, we look to self-justify. We look to ways in which to, to, to make ourselves seem righteous, to keep up to our standards. And so one of the ways that we do that is we make our sin not seem as wicked or as bad as it actually is. Um, and that's because ultimately when you look at your sin through the lens of um, Mount Sinai, you're looking for, you're, you, you can't be justified. And if you were to look at it that way, all that's left for you is really that feeling of condemnation, guilt, and I've not met the standard. I think as Christians, um, we can look at our sin through the lens of sort of Mount Zion. We can look at our, our, our sins as, as those that have been dealt with in Jesus Christ so that we are not looking to be justified by our works. And therefore, we can recognize and be honest and open about the heinousness of our works um, at points in time in relational difficulties. Um, and, 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 and then repent from that place because... Um, we have we have in Christ, we have his spirit to help us to be transformed and to change. And yet we do all of that um, as people who recognize our sin. We don't we don't change the language. We don't tone it down. We say what it is. And I think in the relationships with people, one of the big things and even in this season that I've, I've been learning is that um, unless you're able to, 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 to say the say the say the ways in which. Um, offense has occurred uh, to you, or to, uh, or you've caused offense to others. It's really difficult for healing and reconciliation to take place. Um, and so, I think in in our context of relationships with friends and with family, that's one of the things we have to be clear on. We have to be careful to to, to be accountable for our actions, but but not be so despondent at the fact that here is the ways in which I failed or someone has failed me. But actually, look it through the lens of the gospel and say. Um, I'm not condemned for these actions, even if I am accountable. Um, and because of Christ, I can change. Um, and I think that's perhaps language that doesn't come out as readily in a worldview that looks to justification through the, the sense of self. Um, I'm, I, I, 
uh, I guess there's there's um and, and hopefully hopefully that provides something of an answer to your question, Mary. Um, yeah, it does. I, I guess one one of the things that I was I was thinking, and I, I'll ask this question before maybe maybe having a go at it myself. But um, I, I wonder how you guys reflect on the ways in which um, Jada and Will spoke about um, their involvement together and individually with 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 august um or org as they put it um and and how what that might teach us about um how how we are to um to to deal with fellow image bearers really and israel i'm going to throw this at you first do you mean um i just want uh sort of dissecting the way in which they sought to help him I'm I'm looking I'm looking full orbit, but that's a great place to start. Okay. Um hmm. one more question to clarify. Uh am I right in saying this is this is more so sort of trying to make an assessment of the validity of make an assessment of the validity of their approach or just a general understanding of what it looks like to help people who are hurting. I th- I think I was I was looking f- um, more so at the latter. So so how, how what might we learn positively or negatively? Mm. Example of trying to enter in to, to help someone. What are the sort of boundaries we should be setting? What are the ways in which we should do this Christianly? How how do we right. have good healthy helping relationships? Okay, gotcha. Um, I would. I mean, I. I don't know. I feel like they gave a very basic overview of how they helped him, and I'm sure they signposted in a lot of ways. Um, but unless I didn't just missed it, I don't think I heard them explicitly like talk about um, how they signposted him to uh, expert help. Am I correct in saying that? I might as well just if I let, um, make sure that's yeah, correct. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't uh, mention that explicitly. But right, but I'm assuming that they probably did, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. See that I, I want to assume <laughs> that. Um... Go on. I think I think they intimated, but they didn't go into any great detail. Right. Because I think that was one of the things I that was one of my thoughts during the video was just wondering how how well equipped were they to help him given his needs um would it have been better to have been a distant supporter um having put essentially him in the hands of professionals and supported from afar from afar in the sense of like not really being hands-on in the healing process but definitely not as hands-on as Jada was but like not not as hands-on in that process um and letting the hands-on work be the professional with a more distant follow-up um sort of the you know the good samaritan type uh path of i'll take you to the hospital they'll look after you if there are any like costs incurred if there are any um needs that i can meet from afar then i would do that to help you um i almost got the impression again this is this is a very loose statement and i'm happy to correct it i almost got the impression that there was a we are going to enter your world fully and enter your experience um and really take this almost like they they invited him into the family um in order to heal him um so it wasn't just an inviting to the family as in the sense of we just want to befriend you but it was that we're inviting you into the family for the purposes of healing you um and i think so my my first point with on on that would be um i learned from them sort of negatively that there's just just the mindfulness and the awareness of knowing our our limits in terms of our ability to help people and when we actually need to very clearly um, set boundaries and defer to mm. experts 
and to defer to those who are actually capable of doing the work to the fullest extent and you know just setting good boundaries um that's one thing i i I kind of took away but the second thing more positively is that i think the willingness to to bring someone into a family in and of itself though was very um, commendable and i say that especially because we're in a culture that doesn't really do that anymore Mm. um we are less likely as a culture and i'm speaking more western secularist culture to draw individuals into our individual lives um and we've we now live in a culture i think that is very quick to defer to systems um and refer to institutions and i just haven't heard a lot of that language of um individuals building friendships and relationships with individuals to actually seek their flourishing for the long term mm. and so i found that commendable it was an, it was a nice thing to hear and see that that's still alive um and it challenges me obviously to think about um actually being an individual who can say here are people with individual needs in my life or in my sphere of influence that i can actually lean towards and help um rather than just thinking i'm gonna walk past and assume that the authorities are gonna deal with it or something like Mm. that yeah yeah just to kind of jump off the back of that because jada kind of speaks about her her codependency and and working through childhood trauma in a way where she she realized that she was she was good at or she felt joy in in healing others but wasn't taking that much um focus on on healing and fixing herself and of course you you see the the danger of that in in terms of um yeah how how in saying that she was actually able to deflect off of any responsibility that she had towards um august and even when they spoke about spoke about org it was a very distant third party um he almost never really never really focused um or centered the conversation on him and, and how he felt or how or how he what he was going through and you know just thinking of philippians 2 3 where he talks about you know counting others more significant than yourselves and, and really understanding that horizontal responsibility that you have on others and how your actions can actually have significant harm on on those around you so it's it's one thing to take accountability for your sin but as Kingsley said actually to take accountability for the the damage you cause to others um but I think also something that was interesting and and something that I've actually been thinking through whilst having some really great conversations with a a few sisters is is, um yeah like idolatry just just the temptation for us in our friendships relationships to have um this kind of propped up sense of self when we feel needed um, when we feel like, yeah, I'm the one that has to fix this situation with my friend. I'm the one who has to who has to remedy remedy this issue, and, and never thinking about any other external parties. You know, you can kind of call it the savior complex, where you know, this is my friend. I I now take that position of being her helper, her fixer, um, trying to resolve any issues she has. But when that person seeks to find friendships elsewhere, or when that person actually looks elsewhere for 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 assistance, you you now feel um betrayed or you, you feel like your sense of self it has 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 reduced um and yeah i think that's a temptation that we can all fall into and you, you see that with jada where where she has this um of course it's it's a, a positive thing in wanting to help others but you see how her whole identity was was fixed on that um and i think i think it's something that we can actually fall into it's great to have be a, a counselor it's great to have um to, to to love one another but you have to really think of it as a community project so wanting to signpost others wanting to, to being glad when you hear your friend say yeah when I spoke to that sister she actually really helped me you're like oh yeah whereas some people are thinking yeah. oh what did she say I, I didn't, I'm sure I've said better things to her and it's like no understanding that God has put us in community so it's not just we you and her but it's, it's you her and others as well um, and I think that's something that we can fall into you know falling into that idolatry where to prop ourselves up, we have to feel needed. King, do you want to say anything to that? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just. You guys are just giving me so much food for thought. Um, look, I think Mary, you, on your, um, on your first example, I, th- I think you almost took the words um, out of my, out of my mouth. Um, I think as I, as I, as I thought about the ways in which um, both of them, and in particular Jada, spoke about. Um, the relationship that or the entanglement with August I think um one of the things that became apparent to me is is really the difference in worldview so if you if you see if you think about the ways in which um I think it's fair to say Will and um 
Jada conceive of themselves, one of the things that's apparent to, apparent to me anyway is that they're very interested in becoming the best version of themselves. And so they speak around the language of growth. Um, and um, I think I think it's almost it's there, there's almost a direct parallel there for Christians and sanctification. Um, in that um, Christians are people who want to become the best versions of themselves, but with the important caveat, we want to become the best versions of ourselves as we um, image Jesus, as we um, become conformed to Jesus. So we keep our personalities and our idiosyncrasies, but we it gets by the work of the Spirit conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And I think what you see then is this contrast between when self is center and the the sort of the the personification of of growth and becoming the best version of myself, um, and and when when Christ is center. And you spoke about this sense of uh, this the language of Philippians about preferring one another to yourselves. And I think when in the worldview that has self center, um, it's very easy to make everyone else incidental and almost disposable in your journey of growth, right? Um, whereas in, speak on this more, brother. In in the, in in the Christian conception of um, sanctification, um, we 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 recognise that actually in life there may be moments where the catalyst for Christian growth in our lives comes as a result of uh, interactions with with other believers or other people generally, and those interactions may not be may not even be particularly positive ones. But the difference mm-hmm. is. We recognize the dignity of those individuals as image bearers. They're not incidental. They are important. They, they, they matter. And so even as we talk about the language of growth and our conformity to Jesus Christ, where we have incidences where we um, are, are, are spurred to make further progress in our, in our Christian lives, we also recognize the ways in which, again, you have to deal with the ramifications of the ways in which you're your failure at points to image Jesus has ramifications for other people. So I, I, I mean, I think of I think of David, um, and um, David David's David's sort of his 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 predominant sin that we 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 think of when we think of David is the sin of um, David and Bathsheba, and we can we can very quickly as Christian people almost focus on you know Psalm fifty one. Um, and the great theology that's bound up in Psalm 51 and how much of a help it's been to so many Christians down the ages and, and, and all of us really, um, almost to the expense of uh, almost at the expense of recognizing that Bathsheba, an image an image bearer, was sinned against um, in that instance of her interaction with David. And I think it's that that sense of when I'm thinking through the language that they used almost to describe their relationship with August, even though they came to the table, in particular Jada came to the table under the guise of accountability, there seems to me to be a very little, very little ownership or um, taking of responsibility for the ways in which, um, notwithstanding the fact that she was in a difficult moment because of the, the situation with Will, she was unhelpful in interacting with August um, in the way that she did given the, the issues he was facing. And I think for Christians, mm. the, the lesson really to take there, for, well, at least I'm taking for myself, is um, image bearers are not disposable. Image bearers matter. Image bearers are important. And in life, even as we want to grow and we want to further image Jesus, we want to make sure um, as far as possible that, and again, this may be another encouragement to sanctification, that we don't do so, we don't become sanctified almost at the expense of others, that we don't, um, people in positions where they have to, um, I guess, it, it, for Christians to, to wrestle back to to grow uh, to to find comfort in the Lord, or for non Christians to to deal with the pains of our of our actions, whether that's in the context of um, how I treat my parents, or or how I am at work, or romantic relationships, all the way through. You want to sort of remember these thoughts. Um, so, uh, so I think one of the interesting things. Um, yeah, in 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 um, again speaking about the language they use, there was a moment where I think I think Will prefaced um, the interaction by saying, um, you know, I think he made a flippant comment about her, her transgression, um, and mm-hmm. and Jada was very um, f- uh, firm in refuting the, um, the the language of transgression, um, 
and and actually spoke about it as being part of her journey and so on. And I'm I'm, I'm mm. interested. How, how do you guys reflect on that? Like, what do you think there there is to take from that? I think it it straightforwardly it showed the limits of uh, health and self discovery as as a as a language tool um, for the human experience. Um, and I, so basically, I think there's there's in 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 our like in the last maybe yeah last twenty years, there's been a very quick rise in the use of health and journey and discovery. Uh, to describe what happens in our life and so when we do something wrong um, we don't really use the word wrong or transgression which communicates like this act that is uh, immoral um, but we say it was a learning process um, I was engaged in self-discovery um, and while that language can be used in certain places it has its limits and I think this is one clear example where you saw the limits of the language of health and self-discovery and ex- um, because she wanted to say what happened taught me things about myself and no one denies that it taught her things about herself but what that statement is doing by pushing back against will is actually saying essentially i didn't do anything wrong um which is you know that that was clearly not true you made a covenant promise to another person and you've broken that promise um breaking that promise for your own satisfaction because you wanted to feel good is a wrong thing and i think that's very intuitive for people to 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 understand irrespective of where you stand religiously or ethically you can't just break promises because you feel like it that's not you know feelings have a place in our world but feelings aren't um, there to supersede promises and commitments just because um, and that's essentially what it is. But because I learned something about myself, that justifies the action. Um, it doesn't justify the action, even though you did learn something about yourself. Um, and I, yeah, it, it was very insightful for me to see that because I think I've, I've been trying to think about how to how to really interact with that language of self discovery because obviously there's truth in it. Um, but there's an incompleteness. And now with this, I just thought, I just thought to myself, this is a very clear example of the incomplete nature of uh, the language of journey and self-discovery. And maybe actually opens a door for us to really re-engage, right? Some older forms, which are also not complete in themselves, but necessary forms of speaking about our actions and about our story on a very moral basis. I did something wrong. I transgressed. I sinned. Um, I shouldn't have done that. Um, those stronger, morally stronger um, language tools are needed in our world, right? And I think this showed it to us. Like we still need the word transgression. Will clearly understood that. I need this yeah. word to explain what happened. I can't. We can talk about discovery as much as we want, but transgression was still enacted, um, and we can't escape that. Yeah, I, I think I think it, it kind of speaks to the the millennials kind of way of presenting sin of like, you know, that righteousness that you try and demonstrate by kind of appearing uh, broken before others. So, you know, owning your sin and, and, you know, yeah, you know, I'm a broken man as if that's some sort of righteousness. And it's like, no, it's you're broken because you're broken. There's nothing kind of admirable about it. Of course, being able to confess and take action is, is something to, to to look at and say, yeah, that, that's a good picture. But I think you, you do see people just saying, you know, I'm broken before others. And I think even when you when we, when we speak about marriage as well, and this is probably the aspect that was so um, discouraging, is is that kind of constant presentation of for, um, for you know, marriage has to go through infidelity marriage has to go through these things for it to be better um so it's like we have to go through sin um to get to the other side of you know idyllic marriage and it's like no like you're not better um your marriage isn't better because you've gone through brokenness and sin and you see a lot of it is always gamorized you know you you may see men and women saying you know yeah i had to go through this journey but now i'm a better man And, and and of course we we see that taking responsibility does lead should lead to to a change but again it is this that that presentation of yeah we have to go through infidelity and abuse and you know all the worst things in life to have 
a good marriage and, and you think no you know god god has actually it's his will for, for us to walk in righteousness and holiness and we can in covenant have fantastic marriages that don't have to go through the depths of sin of course marriage will, will go through difficulty because we live in a broken world and, and suffering is, is, is what god uses to prune us but we don't have to now you know look forward to sinning for us to say yeah you know i've, I've gone through this brokenness you know what's interesting i'll really add this as well sorry mm-hmm. what's interesting to note is that the people who are never confused about the lines of sin and transgression are the victims of transgressions um it's the language of like i had to go through something to learn it or i'm just a human is always from the person committing the act if you are the victim of a, of a wrong you, you understand this was not your this was you know if you're a victim of in this case if you're if you will right like this is not about your journey i was transgressed like you did something wrong to me um the same goes with any other type of transgression or sin or or wrong the victims of wrongs are always clear on the fact that this was a wrong and they are capable of using that kind of language very clearly um it's always on the other side that the perpetrators will use softer language maybe um to describe it uh, Mm. and try and walk away from that stronger moral um, description Mm. that's good that's good um mary i'm 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 interested to know, Mary, what, what you think. <laughs> I'm interested in everything, aren't I? Um, look, um, Mary, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering for <laughs> for people who, um, and this this could be a very real possibility for people who have experienced um, some type of unfaithfulness within a um, covenant relationship or within um, some type of proximate relationship where you would expect a degree of commitment and loyalty. Um, I'm I'm wondering um how 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 can what difference does the gospel make to that what does restoration look like what what principles might be and I realize it's a general question but what principles would be in your mind as you're thinking through how to how to how to how to do the next step after sin has happened how how does restoration take place as a Christian mm, yeah that's a really good question um I definitely will allow Israel to speak more to that um that marriage piece um but yeah I, th- I think I think when you're when you're thinking through the, through the gospel lens you definitely want uh reconciliation I, I think even years ago there was always this kind of discussion of does um forgiveness mean reconciliation so if, if a friend has wronged you do you have to now um of course you, you need to forgive them but do you need to actually go back to how it was and i think for me i've just i've just never been able to separate um when i think through the gospel forgiveness and, and reconciliation it's it's so co- closely linked um so even even in any time i have gone through any difficulty in my friendships i've always um sought to be reconciled to that person um not just forgiveness but to actually have you know a, a good standing bef- before that person and, and and thankfully in in a lot of the issues i've been through i've always been able to come back to that and it's, it's always just been my desire and my prayer that lord restore us um so i think even um even in a marriage aspect you have that forgiveness you have you have that reconciliation piece of course we we do know that the bible does allow for separation and divorce um so you can forgive someone and uh, be divorced of course you know it, it would be fantastic if even in the context of faithfulness, we see, unfaithfulness. You see, um, if 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 it can if it can be uh, a desire for 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 both parties to to reconcile. Um, of course, there's there's many factors as to why, but in in friendships, you you really want to see two parties coming together and, and having conversations. And, and some of the times when when I have had conflict and and dealing with that, I've I've I've, I've realized that I haven't as um, I've been too defensive. I haven't counted the other person's interest more than more than my own. Sometimes I've been like, okay, I I just need to convince you that you're not seeing the right picture. And I've and I've actually um inadvertently actually dismissed their feelings. I've actually dismissed how they're feeling and, and tried to, you know, relegate it to just misunderstanding. We know people are actually going through real pain. And I think yeah, when, when we're thinking about the gospel, we're always thinking about the other. We're always thinking about um the the, the fact that that Christ is, is is always asking us to to bear with one another and, and to put 
are interested, you know, outdoing one another and showing honor. Um, and I think that the gospel speaks to that. So even even in, in even in brokenness, even in difficulty, you're thinking of how can I, through the gospel, be reconciled to that party? And, and you know, you're pushing against the, the culture that says no. You know, you're you're not good for me. You're not good for my mental health. You're not good for my my self care plan. So I need to cut you off. Whereas whereas the believer is actually thinking no. I, this person is, is if it's a sister in Christ then I have reams and reams and reams of, of motivation to to be reconciled to that person and if it's even if it's an unbeliever I still want to model what it looks like uh to be a Christian person in how I deal with 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 um difficulties and and, and um issues in a friendship so yeah I, I would just I would just say that what would you say this is good. I, I know you, you, you kind of flipped it to Israel. I'm not sure if you're trying to flip it to me there, but I'm going to act like you were. Yeah, I was actually going to flip it to you. I'm going to gonna act like you were. I'm going I'm to try and ask Israel a question. Um, look, the con- <laughs> concept of, t- and this is this is in particular because of your, um, your, your evident aspirations to go into the ministry of the gospel, you're currently at seminary. Um, uh, I, I think table talk, um, one of the aspects that almost happens is Jada is Jada comes across at least to me when when things are like when she's on top form as a facilitator as a teacher, um, kind of a um, someone who, who who leads people in that that exploration of how to live better lives. And um, I wonder then um, what this sort of episode um, might 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 teach those who aspire to teach about the importance of our actions, Israel. Hmm. Um, I think it reminds reminds me of of the words of James. Um, not many should be teachers. Um, it's a very high uh, standard that you take upon yourself when you uh, seek to be somebody that people look to um, for wisdom, guidance. Whether that's you know, I know James is speaking more specifically in the ministerial context of church leaders, but that can easily be applied to any sort of teaching context where you are the person that people look to it also means that if you fail to meet that standard your impact is disproportionately um worse in well yeah your impact is is higher than would be for someone else um, who commits the same same action what's happened with Jada and Will obviously is not a first time I can imagine that's, that's happened in a relationship but the impact of theirs is disproportionate you know there are literally thousands of people talking about it impacted by it in so many different types of ways i'm sure for many there's been um a sense of re-entering their past experiences and almost like a re-traumatizing experience when hearing their story and thinking of their own that happened five six seven ten years ago however long ago um and so just yeah uh I think what we what we learn from them is one the need to really consider um, why we we want to enter this position of authority as being a teacher <clears throat> and what it means to engage that faithfully um, and because of that disproportionate impact it requires a, a a disproportionate level of accountability so I think that'd be the other piece um, that we and this is obviously I'm speaking to myself as much as I speak to other people um, right now, uh, I need far more uh, accountability um, than quote unquote the average person. Because if I enter a position where I influence on a regular weekly basis, 100, 200 people, um, I need to make sure that I'm in a position to actually seek their flourishing rather than... um, causing heartache and uh, burnout and disillusionment um, and just sorrow in general um, for people. Yeah, those are, the, those are the two things that come straight to mind. I'm sure I can think of more if I reflect on it some more, but I think just the humbleness and the, and the accountability. Mm. Kings, I've got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> you, can definitely, you can definitely respond to the question that you asked me. And secondly, um, I was going to ask you in terms of your friendships uh, and your relationships as well, like what have been the most sanctifying aspects um, that you found as a Christian over over your life? 
Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Um, may, maybe without yeah, without maybe being specific, I think there's 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 three different categories of things, um, and I'll just go through them briefly. The first is example. Um, I'm I'm um, I'm fortunate that I'm surrounded by um, many people who I can look at, uh, men and women who I can look at and. And in a very real sense, if somebody was to ask me, like, what does it mean to be like a Christian? I could in good conscience say, you know, have have a look at how X is walking, how, how look at their manner of life. And it's not that that person is now perfect and is Christ, um, but it's that there is a sincerity and genuineness and fruitfulness in their walks where um, I can test, I can testify that, you know, in some sense I can say um, imitate X as, she imitates Christ, imitate X as he imitates Christ. And I think that's been really helpful for me in my life to be able to have those Christian friends around me who, who, who in men, yeah, there's just, are just examples of sort of many, many virtues. I mean, like the guys in the Black Maria team, I'm, I'm like particularly close to. Um, and, you know, I, 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 for example, with, with Israel, I'm all, I'm always, almost always astounded by the degree to which um, Israel has a gospel humility. Um, so not the self-deprecating kind of, I'm awful, that sometimes you see in the world, but actually just a profound sense of, I am what I am by the grace of God. Um, and, and that to me, that is an example. Um, and I could, I could, you know, do the same for Richard in the way that he he has just a, a, a wonderful and f- fundamental um, faith in the power of God's word. And I think if you look at throughout scripture, there is that, affirmation over and over again around the, the importance of of the of the word of god and, and and its power and and when i when i you know when i when i think about my relationship with richard that's one of the things that's profoundly there that he he believes in the power of the word of god and encourages me to believe and similarly if israel encourages me to be bro in humility i can talk about you know dami and is, is, um, israel mentioned james 3 and i think the context of james james that that passage one of the things that's is, is tied in there is is the nature of the tongue and the, the difficulties that there are, there are in in, in using speech and um, mm. I find mm. particularly in emotive topics I find that you know um, Dami has a, a a very capable grasp of um, controlling the way that he speaks in such a way that reminds me to to be slower to speak to not to recognize that you know in a multitude of words transgression is not lacking to be careful in my my language to communicate what I intend and to be God honoring and that so I could do that for 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 everyone um, who who I, I consider like really good friends and that's that's so that example of yeah example has been really powerful to me um, the other is just you know iron sharpens iron that sense of just like People who love, you know, when people love you, they can tell you about your sin in ways that you can you can hear and not be crushed. Um, and I think again, I've had that with relationships with friends, and that's been really sanctifying to me. People who have who have been, um, oh, forgive me if my Old Testament knowledge is wrong here, but um, Nathan, Nathan, I'm using David again, but Nathan and David, um, and sort of people who can bring a perspective a fresh perspective on something that i was seeing in a particular way and then going actually kingsley have you considered this and um again in the context of relationship where um you feel that sense of love you know that that correction comes out of a desire for you to be better um a desire for you to be more like jesus and to enjoy um your relationship with jesus and with others more and that's been really helpful and sanctifying to me in 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 friendship so example um correction um, and then encouragement. I think I think encouragement might be one of the lost virtues. I think of um, um, of Christian Christian fellowship. And when when I say encouragement, I don't mean sort of airy fairy, um, just like sweet nothings, but really biblical encouragement that says um, that that takes the word of God, um, applies it powerfully to instances in your life, and says. Um, when you're going through, I don't know, we've spoken a lot about conflict. You're going through conflict and someone uses powerfully the word of God to, to encourage you. That, what might it look like if you, if you're like Jesus in this instance and you, you extend forgiveness or what might it, what, what might it look like if you, if you let love cover um, a multitude of sins here. And that sense of using the word to just really powerfully um, 
encourage you to godliness. And I think those those three things have been apparent in many of my closest relationships. So I'm grateful to God for that. Um, I recognise I've spoken for ages again. So Mary, I'm going to ask you a question. Three things to just quickly respond to for that. Um, first of all, one, I just want to acknowledge that was a really robust and amazing answer. It was so and nice. Two, it was really, I'm, I'm telling you, you have my vote for Best Friend Award of 2020. <laughs> oh, this is so sweet. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Mary, the question I wanted to ask you. Um, so you spoke in one of your early answers around um, you have reams and reams of just motivation to, and you're talking about this in the context of um, relationship to restore and so on. And I, wa- I wonder what, what you made of, I wonder what you made of Will's, um, that interaction where Will almost said, I'm going to get you back. And Jada said, um, no, I think you've got me back already. And then she said, you know, it's not really about getting each other back. And Will says it is. I, I wonder what you make of the, the sense of like the ways in which the, the world kind of sometimes has a, a tit for tat mentality with regards to, to wrong um, and how, how, how Christianity is different to that and how our approach to forgiveness ought to be different. Mm, yeah, that makes me think of First um, Peter 2 um, when it talks about talks about christ um being our example and how um he committed no sin neither was deceit found in his mouth um when he was reviled he did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten um and i think yeah the world does have a a tit for tat um whereas our example in christ is someone who 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 can you know justly respond um but doesn't but decides not to um he's very meek of course we know and and it's a great model um for Christians to follow in, in even when you know even when we we feel that we can defend ourselves choosing not to um because we have an example in our lord um that when he reviled when he was reviled he did not revile back uh, and and I think yeah it's it's important to to have that have that in mind especially when in any in any relationship you know you might have a friend who um is is always late and you might say yeah I'm going to pay you back you know the time when you need me the most I'm going to be late um and it's easy to be it's easy to be pet it's easy to be petty it's easy to be um uh to respond in that way but christians we have to be those who um yeah are meek are, are, are humble um and are always thinking through um the lens of christ and i think yeah when, when, you, when you read when you read um just uh portions of scripture just that talk about uh our lord's character and and how he just he he never uh responded in, in any way um he was never defensive he never sought to to seek vengeance um yeah it's it's incredibly humbling uh, and it, it's it's the path that we must follow um to be godly yeah what what would you say in response to that kingsley oh, i'm sure we need to wrap up soon as well so i would i would i would say that we need to wrap up soon in response <laughs> you're stupid i'm throwing this to israel then israel what would you say I would say we need to quickly wrap up. <laughs> no, you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any last thoughts whilst we're at the table? Your <laughs> <laughs> last thoughts. I, I think I'm wrong, but I need to word it in my head. My last um, thoughts. Um, no, go, go, Israel. Go, Israel. Go. No, I was that um was really me thinking. So if you've got one clarified, oh, go for it. Honestly, but my last thoughts is that we need to go back to the Lord's table, and I'm really looking forward to the Lord's supper with my local church. And I'm sure it's been ages and ages and ages since a lot of us have been to the Lord's table and had communion. So yeah, this reminded me that the red table's cool, but we need to go back to the Lord's table. So those are my final thoughts. Mm, forgiveness is only at the Lord's table. Mm, Mary. Mm, uh, no, we're one, we're one, we're one. <laughs> <laughs> is that your final? No, that's not your final thought, sir. It's not, but Israel's going Israel's to jump in here while I'm still uh-huh. thinking. You're going to give oh. your final I'm still thinking, please. All I can say is that we were all Jada and the Lord still brought us in. We were all jaded. Jada. Oh, sorry. Oh, the yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to run. I tried to run. Another level. <laughs> we were all Jade. Oh, we were all Jada, but it was the Lord's will. Ah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> where is the organ when you need it? Praise that is praise music right now. Yes. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is maybe it's a bit of a sober note. Um, I still haven't really worked out how to word it, but I think, I think, um, so, and this is pro- is is very much a, re- a rebuke to myself because I was very quick with the, with with taking some of the memes. Um, but look, I think um, in in moments like this where we see the brokenness of others, um, as as those who uh, are called um, by Christ through Paul to to bear one another's burdens. Um, we always need to be careful, um, yeah, when we see the brokenness of others, to make sure that we, um, as Christians, um, speak in such a way that it's clear that we are um, a safe place for the broken, not because we want to glorify ourselves, but because we are um, those who reflect um the God who is um, the one to whom you, people can run for refuge. And I think we want to communicate that in our language and our actions in and around brokenness, that this is a, um, yeah, this is, this God, 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 God can deal with your brokenness. God is near to the brokenhearted. Um, and then the other thing to say is just that, um, and this harkens back to Israel's answer right at the start, but it's amazing that, you know, in, in, in a, in a world with so much um, issue and change and transformation um, that that God's almost simple plan for marriage being a witness to the world of Christ and his church still has such abiding power now. When we have gospel-infused um, relationships between men and women in Christ, that is a witness to the world because um, mm. the world doesn't have, as it were, the power um, to do marriage um in the way that god wants it so um yeah encouragement to all the 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 husbands and wives out there to to continue um serving the lord in that context um because who who knows what the lord might use your your witness to do Mm, yeah thanks for that guys yeah it's a good word within an hour and a bit this might might come down in recording but um appreciate you listening do like share subscribe let us know your thoughts um let us, yeah, let us know where, where you think things were were um, encouraging where things might require mm. a correction um just just yeah let, let's hear from you um let's interact um on all our socials where black Korea. <laughs>